guys, and thank you for listening to the Campus Safety Voices podcast. My name is Amy Rock, and I am Senior Editor for Campus Safety. Each year, Campus Safety has a Director of the Year Awards program that recognizes K-12, higher ed, and hospital police chiefs, security directors, emergency managers, or heads of security and or public safety who demonstrate outstanding leadership skills, ingenuity, and selflessness. We name a winner from each sector at one of our Campus Safety Conferences. The nomination materials we receive for each finalist are chock full of notable accomplishments. To give the finalists more deserved recognition, we like to chat with them further to highlight a few of their most impressive accomplishments or achievements they are especially proud of. In this interview, I had the privilege of speaking with finalist Anthony Berryhill, who is the Chief of Police for the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Chief Berryhill spoke about the uniqueness of the campus he serves, how he changed the culture of the campus police department, and the department's three accreditations. Take a listen. Be sure to subscribe to Campus Safety's YouTube channel and like or leave a comment on our videos. Or subscribe to our Campus Safety Voices podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. You are Chief of Police at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, and I think your campus and therefore your responsibilities are unique. And can you just speak to that a little to give listeners a better context of your campus and your job and its subsequent duties? Well, uh, as you said, I am the chief at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center in Memphis. And the name alone, uh, the Health Science Center, is what makes it unique. Uh, to be truthfully honest about it, uh, I knew very little about the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. I passed it all the time. I just took it that this was another college campus. But uh, once I started working here and started looking at all of the things that uh, UT offered, it was really amazing that I didn't know all the research that was being done here. The students uh, that were all uh, have gone beyond the uh, phase of undergrad. And so they're basically grad students that are trying to become doctors. That within itself is unique because it allows me uh, to not have to deal with some of the other things that you get on campuses that still have athletic teams and fraternity roles and things of that nature. So the students here are really focused uh, and they just uh, do create no problems at all as it comes to uh, campus responsibilities and our involvement, uh, law enforcement involvement. But the uniqueness about this campus is the, the fact that um, all of the research and some of the um, research facilities themselves you know i didn't have any i didn't know that we had uh a, a rbl radio biological laboratory uh you know we have some of the worst germs there are uh in the country here that research is being done on we have the animals here that research is being done on the animals uh, we have a um uh, uh a radiated room which is uh, a real huge concern which extra security have to be done at that location because people who wish uh, ill will on you or on the country would love to get their hands on some of the things that are in an irradiator room. So extra precaution has to be taken uh, for that particular location. And then this, the fact that, you know, Memphis is uh, in the top five tiers of crime in, uh, in you know, of all of the cities. And uh, that creates its own unique uh, set of issues. And then once again, UT is in the heart of the medical district, which we're kind of 
a little bit east of the downtown area. So we have some major thoroughfares that go right through the heart of this campus. So uh, again, those make it a little bit uh, unique in trying to secure the campus as well as keeping the, uh, the students, the faculty and staff safe. I'm trying to remember his name. I spoke with the gentleman a couple of years ago about um, their, the emergency operations center at one of the facilities there. And pretty I think sure it was Dr. Uh, our um, uh, executive vice chancellor. Pretty sure that was Dr. Brown, Ken Brown. Yes, Ken yes. Kennard. Kenner, okay. Kennard Brown, right? Kenard, okay. Yeah, yeah. I spoke with him, and I think it was Siemens who was the company um, rep that had implemented it. And yeah, we did a story on that. And I, I forgot about that until now. And I feel like I remember being amazed at the breadth and size of the campus and just how how unique it was compared to so many of the other campuses that we cover um, on safety too, so. Correct. Yes, when I came on board, the um, uh, the EOC was erected and uh, uh, Siemens was just starting to, to start putting in the camera systems. And so I jumped right in that, um, both feet. When I got here, we had 300 cameras. We're now at 3,700 cameras. Uh, all over the campus. It's hard to go pretty much anywhere without being seen. And now we're in the process of even upgrading some of our exterior cameras so that uh, we can get um, um, better recognition on license plates. You know, right now, certain language you may or may not get it. So we're we're tweaking that now so we'll get better uh, recognition on the license plates. So there's a, there's a lot of growth still in development that's going on on this campus as, as a whole, and as well as uh, with this department. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's, you've been in the role since what, 2016, correct? Uh, yes, uh, okay. November, 2016. Okay, and now since you became chief in, uh, chief of police in 2016, you have many impressive achievements, but one that you've said that you're particularly proud of uh, is the changing of the culture and before coming into this role, kind of what were some aspects of the culture that needed to be changed or refined maybe? And what have you done to make those changes? Yes. Um, um, so naturally, when I came in, it, one had to be an adjustment for me. I wasn't familiar with a campus uh, environment. I'm coming from a municipality where uh, I retired after 32 years with Memphis Police Department. So coming into here, so, you know, my eyes and ears are open and I'm really trying to get a grasp of everything. I'm doing a lot of talking. I did one-on-ones with everyone that's in, in the department. I talked to a lot of people outside the department, just on campus and random talking to them, uh, getting a feel of what, uh, how they, what they thought about the department itself. Uh, after about a month, month and a half into that, um, I presented Dr. Brown uh, with about a 15, 20 page assessment of the campus and where we were and where I think we need to be and the steps that we need to take to get there. Uh, and one of the biggest things that I uh, lined, outlined to him was the culture. And the culture was, was, was unique in its way. First of all, let me back up to say, Dr. Brown, when I interviewed with him, he said the first thing, the major thing that I want is I want this department to be ran like it's a precinct. And then I said, Dr. Brown, I'm going to do it better than that. I'm going to run it like it's a police department because that's what it is. And we will be police department and police officers uh, that you'll be proud of. So now fast forwarding to the culture again, having my marching orders and instructions on what the expectations was for me into changing this uh, uh, 
this department into a recognized police department, I had to change the culture first. And the culture was to me, in my opinion, and it's just Anthony Berryhill's opinion, is that, you know, no one wanted to embrace the realization or all of the elements that's involved with being a police officer. I think most people were happy with being security guards, you know, but they weren't. You were post-commissioned police officers. You do the training, you wear the badge, you wear the gun, you have the oath of office, but yet you did not want to conduct yourselves uh, in that manner. So having to come in with people had been here from one year to, I think the oldest person may have been here 35 years, you know, and so that's a huge, that's a huge spread of opinions and, and personalities and um, uh, mindsets on how things should be done, none of which had come from a municipality like I had. So I have to get them to buy in into the direction that I want to take the department. Uh, again, the direction that I want to take in the department, which I always state to, state to them, lines up with the, uh, the direction that the campus expectations of us are. So we, uh, we had to go in and, and get them to realize, first of all, you are police officers. What does that really mean to you? And then have to define and break down to them exactly what policing involves. And when you look at that, that might sometimes take you a little bit deeper into law enforcement than what you've expected. Um, police officers, uh, uh, unfortunately, have to make arrests sometimes. You know, uh, we have people coming on campus and they break in into buildings. Um, sometimes it happens. You break into cars. We have to do the things first to make certain that we got a qualified investigator. And when we have a complaint, we're going to thoroughly investigate these complaints. And it's going to either be unfounded or we're going to find out who's the culprit behind it. And we move forward to make an arrest. If you have no experience in interviewing and taking statements from people, that's going to be difficult. So you have to identify those people that already have displayed some skill that they would be good at this. And then you have to provide the training for them to build their level of confidence up so that they are willing and feel comfortable going out, taking a statement, uh, interrogating someone, uh, finding out if there's any truth to the uh, accusations that has been made, and if so, making that arrest and being able to follow up with it as you go and testify in court and things of that nature. So getting the people in the mindset to do that was extremely important. And it wasn't, it wasn't a very easy task. So there was some pushback. Believe me, there was a lot of pushback on it because some people felt that, look, this is a college campus. We shouldn't be making arrests. Sometimes you have to make arrests. That's why you're called a police officer. Uh, we have to show our presence a lot. I believe in a lot of community events. Uh, we're going to do things that's going to draw the students to us so that they'll feel comfortable with us. So community relations and community affairs is huge and part of that culture change and building those relationships uh, that you need to uh, be successful in what our goals were. And so uh, just changing that mindset, going into new equipment, um, um, firearms, you know, we, you know, we had to improve on our firearms. We want everybody to wear a vest because of ballistic vests, because every, we want everybody to be safe. And so just recently, as last week, uh, we have, I send a lot of videos to uh, the supervisors to play in um, 
in our roll calls to educate them and let them make them aware of what's going on in the country, in the city of Memphis and other cities and states and, and departments and know that these things that are happening is real and it can happen here. It's not a, a point of if it's going to happen here. You've heard that before. It's just when is it going to happen here? And we need to be prepared. Again, what is unique about this culture is because we don't have a lot of crime here. We don't have a lot of things that happen. But as a police officer, you have to stay trained up. You have to be mentally prepared to be able to deal with, with any situation that arises. So getting them to realize that even in a community that on a campus setting that is relatively quiet, you still need to be prepared. You never know. And everybody, well, we train for active shooters. Well, active shooters are not the only thing that happens on a campus. It could be, you know, a protest that goes bad. It could be a bad car crash. It could be a domestic situation. So there's a plethora of things that can that can happen on any campus that we have to be prepared to handle, regardless of the magnitude of. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think no one likes change, but you just the only constant is change. So you just gotta gotta roll with it. And I think for people, if they, I feel like the major difference a lot of times between security personnel and police officers is like you were saying, you, you're you're there to protect, but you're also there. You need to have conversations with the people you're protecting. And sometimes I think maybe security guards might not get that community involvement training where you really need to, to get the people that you're protecting to trust you and to come to you with things. And, and like you were saying, obviously it's, a it, there's low crime on your campus, but it's located in a major city. Right. And you were right. saying that, so you got to worry, maybe not worry about the people inside, but you got to worry about the people outside that it could spill in. Absolutely. And, and it does happen. You know, um, yeah. we've had incidents where a car crash happened right out here. We got it on cameras. The guy jumped out with a, a big pistol with an extended magazine hanging out of it. And, you know, so we're in the heart of it. We can't wait on Memphis. We have to respond to it and deal with it right then, which we did uh, without incident. But it's those types of things that can happen. You know, Memphis, uh, uh, all those major thoroughfares. I do have guys. We got radar guns. Uh, uh, we write we write traffic uh, citations. We have crosswalks that are violated on a regular basis, where uh, uh, some of the faculty or students get get struck by cars. So we have to aggressively enforce that. And so enforcing any type of traffic violation again is putting you in harm's way because that's one of the most uh, dangerous aspects of law enforcement is walking up to a person's car. Uh, to even if it's just to say, hey, are you okay? Because uh, uh, you sitting on the side of the road and I want to check on your well-being. Hey, are you okay? I've been noticing your car sitting here and your flash is on. Well, it could be, well, it could be something bad just from doing something like that. So we have to be uh, aware of the situations, uh, the potential situations that could occur on campus. So the culture had to change. The culture has changed. Uh, I'm not where I wanted to be completely but it's a work in progress. We're gonna always work toward that goal. Uh, and so we do that. And so the majority of the people are on board, which makes the job better. And again, the, uh, um, the campus environment as a whole is embracing us. Uh, the law enforcement uh, environment around the city of Memphis, the sheriff department, they have embraced us. Now they look at us as a bona fide police department and we have a level of respect that goes along with it. And do you guys, do you ever meet and share ideas and things that are working or aren't working with each other with those? Are you talking about with 
outside agencies or are you talking yeah. about within yeah. the department? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we have a huge networking uh, platform. Uh, just again, just yesterday, uh, the Memphis Metropolitan Area Chiefs of Police, we have a meeting once a month. We hosted that meeting here. We had about 60 chiefs from uh, the tri-state area coming in and we sit down and we, we talk about what's new. Uh, we talk about what's broke. We talk about our experiences. And uh, so we share and network with each other and we are all very familiar with each other. Yeah. And that helps out, as you can imagine, quite a bit when you have someone you can reach out to and say, hey, I need a resource or I need some advice or, uh, you know, whatever you need. Uh, we always are willing to help each other. Now, we might we might be repeating a couple things with the next question I, I'd like to ask, but are there certain aspects of it being a medical campus that made it more challenging for you to address the cultural issues and how did you overcome that? Well, um, some of that I did respond to, but there's other aspects of it. Uh, I won't say it made it challenging, but it did make it interesting and it made me aware of other things that we need to be aware of and my people need to be trained up for. So because this is a, uh, a medical situation, a medical university, we have the, uh, um, a very diverse group of students. Matter of fact, we have a very diverse group of faculty as well. And with that, naturally, it comes some changes. You know, you need to know how to uh, address people. You have to be able to embrace other cultures. There can't be any biases or prejudices when it comes to that. Uh, so we have to make certain that we train. There's a certain way that you have to train to be able to uh, de-escalate a situation that may work for uh, Memphis, it may work for Americans, but when you have other cultures involved, you might have to take a step back and approach it in a totally different perspective. So that brought in a unique challenge as well. Um, uh, so um, again, the students coming from all over the country, the fact that uh, they all are mature, they have certain expectations from themselves, their family have certain expectations of them. And naturally, we have to make those adjustments to embrace the different cultures um, as we move along our day-to-day -day businesses. Yeah, I imagine you you have students there from across the world too, not even just the, in, within the country. Absolutely, all, all across the world, yes. And now from reading the accomplishments, your department has three accreditations and these are all a mouthful, as you know. So we got the Commission on Accreditation for Law Enforcement Agencies and then International Association of Campus Law Enforcement Administrators and Tennessee Law Enforcement Accreditation Program. Um, why were these important to you and kind of what was the process of going through these? Well, I think that once again, if you want to... Uh, show yourself to be a, uh, uh, a department that people can trust and believe in. If you have some standing, most municipalities are going to have some type of accreditation. I came from a department that had accreditations. And so most college campuses are getting accredited, accredited if they're not already. So uh, we launched out first. Okay, so which direction do we have? We want all three of them. So let's go with Kalia first, Kalia being uh, the, the biggest and boldest of them all because they're going to challenge you the most. There are more um, uh, expectations from Kalia. And so I figured if we can knock this one down, the rest of them will kind of fall in place. We'll be able to get them. Not saying one is better than the other because they all are requesting certain things, but uh, 
Kalia will expect more things uh, as we provide the proofs uh, of what we're doing. And so um, that's just the gold seal, uh, uh, the gold seal, the gold stamp of improvement so that when you go to other, other, other campuses and other campuses are reading up on you and they say, that, hey, this, this campus is accredited, just like when you go to a college, you want to go to a accredited college, it shows that you have met all of the standards that uh, all of the police um, divisions that form together this accreditation process, PERF, and so all of the all of the the, the large organizations are are being involved in this. So you want to make certain that you are a part of. Uh, the organizations that's going to give you that seal of approval. So Kalia was the first one. Uh, after that, we went to the uh, ICLIA, which is the college uh, accreditation aspect. There were some more changes that we had to make uh, to be uh, uh, accredited in that division. Uh, we were able to do that. And then Talia was the state accreditation. And so that almost kind of fell in place. They actually gave us some more proofs that they wanted to provide. And so we were able to do that without a problem. And so when we made it through all three of them and then they call you back and say, hey, look, you passed this. Um, it's something that you're eager to put out on the campus to let the campus know, hey, this is what your department has accomplished. You should be proud of your department, uh, knowing that your department is now is accredited. Uh, and it just shows that we are trying to improve ourselves so that we can provide better services for you. So that was the important part of it. We just wanted to make certain that the campus knows that we're doing all we can to make ourselves better, to do uh, a better service for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it shows dedication to continued growth and you know, you're, you know there's always room for improvements and lessons to learn and just, you know, even as chief of police, there's still, like I said, lessons to be learned and also leading practices changes as well. And those accreditations hopefully help keep up with that. Um, and, and it does. And, you know, honestly, you know, uh, regardless of where I came from, I learned a lot going through that process, you know, and people, you know, they ask, what did you learn? Well, one, we learned about the policy. We already know how important policy is, but the policy is no good if you're not practicing the policy. So they're going to make certain because you have to show the proofs that you're practicing the policies that you have in place. And then there are some policies that you may have overlooked. You know, you know what? We never had a situation like that, so we didn't make it a policy. But when you go back and you do the research or they ask you about a certain policy, well, why don't you have it? And then they, you can talk to somebody, well, this is why we have it. Then you know what? We have it in place, even though we haven't had a situation to occur. Let's still have something in place so when a situation do occur, we can refer back to it. So I learned a lot going through the process. It made us dig into our policy and procedure. We made a lot of revisions. Uh, uh, we added a lot of things. Some things we took away that we over, were overthinking. So uh, it, it was a, a huge benefit to us as a department and to all of us individually as well that was involved with it. <laughs>